three, two. What's up, guys? Welcome back to my podcast, Krebs Corner. I am your host, Brayden Krebling, and today we have a reoccurring guest, Eric Wilson. I'm going to let him take the floor and kind of introduce himself in Courtside Talk with Eric. What is going on? What is going on? It's Eric Wilson from Courtside Talk with Eric. It's your boy. Um, just here again with my man, Brayden. I have another great convo, and uh, I haven't been on here in a while, but I'm really excited to be back on here. I, I'm definitely for sure going to have him on my podcast soon. So um, just just really ready to have another conversation. Yeah, it's exciting talking to you, Eric, about there's been a lot of stuff uh, happening in the NBA that we haven't talked about. I haven't had podcasts in two weeks, just dealing with some other stuff, uh, relocating and stuff like that. And we go back and forth sometimes talking from time to time, but I'm glad to jump on another podcast with you. So today's subject is our top five hottest takes of the 2021 NBA season. As if you guys follow me and Eric, we are both big NBA fans, and that's what a lot of our podcasts talk about. So we will start at five as our not hottest and go down to number one as our hottest take we have this year. So Eric, start us off. What is your fifth hottest take this year? Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk about this guy in Philadelphia named Ben Simmons and how he's really bad and how he's trash, you know, but he's averaging 15, 8, and 7, and he, he's a defensive player of the year candidate. I feel like he's probably one of the best in the league. We should put some respect on his name, and uh, I don't really think, you know, coming as a player who – coming as a person who likes to watch players be a playmaker more than a scorer, I think that Ben Simmons – you know, deserves some credit. We should give this man his flowers. You know, he's not been the greatest. You know, he hasn't been the greatest playmaker, but he's been one of the best playmakers and defensive players for the 76ers. And uh, I would even say he's better than Joel Embiid at, on the defensive side. Oh, definitely on the defensive side. Definitely on the defensive side. I'm not talking about offensively. You know, he runs away with that offensively, but definitely on the defensive side. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like he's not bad, you know, coming into the season. A lot of people say he was overrated and a lot of people said he was bad, you know, but he's not that bad. You know, he's decent, but he's not that bad. No, I like Ben Simmons. I'm definitely a Ben Simmons guy. Uh, all my boys, when we talk about it, uh, I think Ben Simmons is a legit defensive player of the year. I think he's run away with that trophy. And I think him and Joel Embiid can work if they want if they want to make it work in the personality workout. I don't even think that's a hot take, but that is my agreeance. I we are siding with each other on that. I think Ben Simmons is a uh, good player and a decent all around. I think he deserves a lot of hate because he can't shoot the ball, but he does everything else at an all star level, and that's why he gets in the all star game all the time. He's gonna make all NBA teams continuously throughout his career. So I think he's here for the NBA to stay. Staying in the East, and my fifth hottest take, this is a guy from Boston. I think Jason Tatum is a top five or six NBA player in the East. He's shooting, or he has, he averages 26 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. But really, when we talk about the East, the only players I think are better than Jason Tatum right now are Joel Embiid, Kyrie, or not Kyrie, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and then after that, it's it's starting getting nitpicky with Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is one of the better small forwards in this league. When you're talking about LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Katie, he's not on that level yet. But I do think he's one of the top five or six players in the East at this point. I mean, part of me wants to agree with you because the East has had a history of having horrible teams that's not even being able to get past LeBron James so I mean of course I would try to agree with you but I don't know about six 
you know, thinking about it, I can't really name any of the players off the top of my head right now, but you know, there's some pretty good guys and he's he's more he's more of a two guy to me. You know, he's yeah. not a number one guy in my opinion. And so I, I probably probably put him maybe ten ish. For a for a for a for a non contender, he's a number one though. I don't think the Celtics are seriously contenders yet this year. Now preseason yeah. preseason, I thought that they were contenders, but six isn't. I don't think six is ridiculous when we're talking about it. Who would you rather have, him or Beal? Bill. Really, I I think I think Jason Tatum brings more to the floor night in and night out. Now I do think Tatum has a better surrounding cast, which makes him his stats look better and. I think when we talk about Beal, we've had multiple discussions about this Wizards team. That that team is lost night in, night out. Um, Jason Tatum is playing with a veteran like Marcus Smart. He is playing with an all-star in Jalen Brown. He's playing with a former all-star in Kemba Walker. So I think that this Celtics team can get some stuff around and make a good turnaround going into the playoffs. And I think Jason Tatum can lead them as a one, but I don't know if he's your number one on a championship team. Yeah, I, I think um, you know, I agree with your last statement about Jason Tatum. You know, they they can possibly, you know, grow into both they both can possibly grow into ones. But, you know, right now it's just looking like two Robins together, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. And if we're and if we're really looking at it, you know, it's a Robin and Jason Tatum face forcing to be the Batman when he's really Robin and this uh, you know, the other guy facing to be a Robin. So I mean I don't know about six. I'll have to check in on some of the players in the Eastern Conference. You know, it's just a blank right now, just thinking about guys. But uh, yeah, I, I I have to think about. It. I have to think about it. All right, we'll stay with me on the four. We'll stay in the East. I think James Harden is more valuable to the Brooklyn Nets than Kyrie Irving. Now I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I'm a James Harden guy. So here's my multiple multiple reasons. Harden averages five more assists than Kyrie in a point guard position. I think that is super valuable. He averages three more assists and he scores just as efficient as Kyrie Irving does. And here is one of my main reasons why I say this. I think James Harden's a better basketball player than Kyrie Irving. No doubt about it. When you put them both as Batman's number ones on their team, I think James Harden does a way better job at that job than Kyrie Irving does. I think Harden has the ability to take over games. Um, more efficiently than Kyrie. They both are people who can take over games. And with Kyrie, you don't know if you're going to have him night in, night out. I mean, he's got some personal issues. He misses some games here and there. But don't get me wrong. When James Harden's healthy, he's playing. Like, that's just that simple. Uh, Kyrie misses some personal reasons, and that's fine. But that's why I would rather have James Harden as he's more valuable in a sense where if he's not hurt, he's on the floor with KD helping that Brooklyn team win. Yeah, I think – this one's a no-brainer. I agree. You know, um, I think he's around two-time or one-time MVP in James Harden. You mm-hmm. know, he can almost do everything on the court. You know, I think he's definitely without them. You know, they would not be where they are. You know, his playmaking has been off the charts. I, I, as of right now, I think he has like eleven assists. I think. Yeah, he's tied with ten. He has ten point nine assists, tied with Russell Westbrook as the most assists per game. Yeah, he, like, he's doing average. great for the Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's yeah. doing great for the Nets. I, I think that's a no no brainer. You know, Kyrie, he's a great player, but uh, like like we just said, he's a Robin. He's mm-hmm. a Robin. I feel like James Harden is definitely a Batman. 
<laughs> like KD is a Batman, you know, and uh, that's what makes that Nets team so dangerous. You know, they got two Batmans and one Robin. You know, I might get a little hate from this, but you know, it's, it's we've seen it as even when Kyrie Irving was in Boston, you know, he didn't look well being the Batman. He wasn't a well Batman. You got to be a good Batman in this NBA league. So I'm definitely no brainer going to have to agree with you here. Yeah, and definitely – sorry to cut you off, but when you're talking about Batman, it's more of a – off when the ball's not in your hands, it's more of a chemistry thing. Kyrie didn't do a good job dealing with the young Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart. Even though they're buddies, he didn't deal with that on-court chemistry. James Harden, no matter what personnel he gets thrown at, P.J. Tucker, uh, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, different misfits that you know their game's not going to work out, he's still leading the Rockets to four seeds, second rounds. Even if he can't bring him a championship down in Houston like he wanted to, it still made it work versus Kyrie and the Celtics. They had all the talent in the world, and they came up short. Yeah, like I said, you know, um, I think that Boston was probably the right fit, wrong time. Uh, I think for both scenarios, because, you know, Jason Tatum, he was great, but he's not Jason Tatum how he was now. You know, he developed into one of the best stars like he is in the NBA right now. So, but uh, definitely, I definitely agree with you. Like, no, not to get me wrong, you know, Santa player is a Robin. Is nothing wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with Santa player as a Robin. But I just, you know, thinking back historically, you know, Kyrie's a Robin. And uh, nothing's wrong with that, like I said. But he's a great player, but he's just not stacking up with James Harden. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your fourth hottest take? Now, this one, I don't really think is hot. You know, I, I just brought this off on the top of my head. I've heard it from certain people, but I got Luka. He might become the next LeBron James slash Kobe slash Michael Jordan. You know, just to see what he's doing over there with the Mavericks. She's averaging 29, 8, and 9. He just hit a three-point floater yesterday um to be i think it was memphis i think they played memphis oh my gosh this kid is this kid is this kid is crazy good you know and he's he's the right he's just sensational to watch man and he can do almost everything he can play make he can shoot you know his shooting might be a little bad at sometimes but when he needs a clutch bucket he can do that you know so i think he might might be the one to take the crown for a uh, best player in the world for a few years, I really, I'm really thinking that he might become one of those next generational players like we had with Bron, Kobe, and MJ. Might be too much of a hot take for number four. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely, when you're comparing players to Michael Jordan, LeBron, and MJ, or Michael Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. Those are big names and big shoes to fill. I don't know if I'm ready to put Luca in that conversation yet. Maybe give me give me some more years. You know what I mean? LeBron didn't look like he was going to match up with Michael Jordan his first couple years in Cleveland. Kobe was Kobe struggled a couple. Kobe didn't even start his first couple years. So maybe give us some more sample. Give us a, a year or two. Give it a year where he's got a good squad. I mean, he's got Christoph Porzingis and. They're struggling at a seven seed. So, like, I don't, you got to give me more time. So, we can, we can look at this statement in three years and you could give me, and I can have a way better eyeball on that take, whether than just right now. He's playing good. And obviously, me saying this doesn't do any justice that he just had a great game last night on ESPN. But I just think that this is too close and he hasn't had enough games to make that kind of statement. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, what you just said, you know. 
Mavericks, they got to move fast and put some great players around this kid. They got to move fast and put some – because you can't have Chris Doss Porzingis being his number two. We talked about – yeah, we talked about the Mr. – Mr. Injury prone himself. You know, he when he was healthy, he was a unicorn. You know, he could – when he was with the Nets and he was healthy uh, – the Knicks, excuse me. He was a unicorn. He was great. He's going to be one of the best young players coming in the NBA. Now he's just – He's just cursed out. One of my boys, you know, was, uh, one of my boys, shout out Caleb Hauser, told me in 2015 or 16 that Christoph Porzingis was going to win the MVP. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's still – He's young, but he's hurt a lot. And we've talked about the lack of defense he brings to the floor night in and night out. And if you're Mark Cuban, Cuban you got to move fast because Christoph Porzingis – or uh, Luka Doncic hasn't signed that extension yet and – it might be better for him and his career to move on from the Mavericks and explore other options. You know what I mean? I'd like to see him and Giannis work together. That'd be a cool duo to look at in Milwaukee. That, you're telling me that wouldn't be a fun duo to watch? No, that, that's just scary saying that. Don't, don't yeah. say that, man. Don't say that. That'd be a fun duo to watch. But definitely, um, definitely, Luca's good. Luca's one of the better, if not the best, young player in this league. And – He's going to be fun to watch for these next couple of years. What is your third hottest take? We'll stay with you. Oh, you're going to love this one. You're going to eat this one up. Uh, number three, guy was my favorite player in middle school. I loved him. Um, I became a fan of the fan base because of him. You know, even with when their star player left for the one of the best teams in the NBA, my man Russell Westbrook. Is it not washed? He's not washed, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he's yes. averaging 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists. You know, like as we said, he's tied with James Harden for one of the um for the assist record in the NBA. He's not washed. They had a horrible start, but maybe they just needed time to get together because they're they're not bad right now. You know, they're winning some games. You know, uh, they're at the 12 seed as we speak. You know, if they win a couple more games. You see with teams falling down like the Hornets, um, like the Knicks. If those guys just keep losing games and they get into that 10 spot to play that play-in tournament, you might have some people backtracking their statements. They should be backtracking their statements as of right now because this man is balling. Uh, they might be losing a couple of games and they might win a couple of games, but this man is balling. You know, shout out to my man Russell Westbrook. He's not washed. No, everyone witnesses because on podcast number nine, me and Eric were arguing about Russell Westbrook when I called for teams starting to trade for him. So crazy what two and a half weeks have changed. But no, I'm I'm gonna come up with an article about Russell Westbrook. Uh, check it out on CrebsCorner.com. Um, I have a take later down my list about Russell Westbrook, kind of along the same lines. But yeah, I, I mean, you know how I stand with them. I do think the Wizards are bad. Like I do. Like I'm. That's no argument. Outside of, uh, outside of Beal and Westbrook, no player on that team can chew gum and dribble the ball down half court at the same time. Like, and Westbrook's getting these triple doubles, and they win in a lot of these games. They're coming down. And an interesting thing about the East, in all seriousness, an interesting thing about the East is when you look at the four seed Hawks and the twelve seed Wizards. There's only a couple games separating them. So in all reality, if these teams go on little two or three game losing streaks, you got the you got teams like the Wizards and teams in the lower uh, stature of the Eastern Conference can rise up if they just go on a nice 
in five games win four out of the five. You know what I mean? They can move up three or four spots. Yeah, without without Lonzo, you know, it's looking like he's not going to play the rest of the season. Hornets are definitely uh, – def- they're definitely my pick for one of those teams that's going to lose their spot. Uh, the Knicks are a pretty close candidate also. They want to stay out of that. The play, Hawks, play the Hawks are looking good right now, but when you get down to the crunch time last 15 games, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? They don't got – I love Trey Young, but they don't got a guy that can take over a game like a Bradley Beal or something like that. Mm, do you think Trey, 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 Trey Young can't take over a game, man? No. Like down in fourth quarter. Trey Young ain't yes, – can. Wait, are you taking like Trey Young – over guys like Jason Tatum, Beal, who can close the game out? Maybe. When, when you're, Maybe when you're saying, like, guys who can close games out, like a Bradley Beal, a Jason Tatum, I would take Julius Randle as my closer when it comes down to the last three minutes than Trey Young. Yeah. Trey Young can create fouls. Trey Young can create fouls. That's that's the only part about his game. Are you are you sick today, Brayden? You got a little fever or something? Did you just say Julius Randle is the closer more than Trey? Julius Randle has been doing great Julius, closing games? Julius, yeah, he's great, but Julius Randle over Trey Young. All right, maybe maybe I'm okay. But are we talking like one possession, or are we talking about like last three minutes ball in no, hand? No, no, you said closer. So if we're talking, we're talking. I'm going like that's last. probably around the fourth. That's like the fourth quarter. Yeah, I would take last three minutes, Julius Randle up top, do work. Trey Young is what, 5'10? 5'9, 5'10? And Trey Young can almost. Trey Young, do you not see the bombs Trey Young shoots? Trey Young ain't even an all star this year. Julius Randle an all star this year. Okay, bro, you might want to do your next take, man. I, I, I don't All right, my next, take, my next take, we're going out west for this one. We've been in the east for a minute. We're going out west. The Los Angeles Clippers are not NBA contenders this year. Are not. I don't think they're playing well. Um, I I don't know what's wrong, but I have not seen. I mean, they were trailing to the Pistons by 10 at one point in the fourth quarter last night. They came back and won. But I do not think they're legit contenders this year. Um, I'm going to have to disagree, man. You know, they played the last couple of games without Kawhi Leonard, and he's great. You know, he's he had he's had a pretty good, uh, pretty good season. But they got a playmaker, and Rondo, you know, and he's definitely going to be playoff Rondo. So that's, I mean, that's the thing is they, they do, and they playmakers. basically still have the same. They do have playmakers. I'm not even going front about that. They do have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and those guys can take over games. But I just don't. I don't know. I, I might be back. I might be wrong. And I think another per, another team that's in the situation in the East is the Bucks. I don't see the Bucks as a legit team to win the championship this year. Do you do? Have you not seen Giannis? I would see I would, how I would Giannis is playing. I would definitely put my chips in on the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets over the Bucks this year. Got to give my man Giannis a chance, man. I'm tired of the, I'm tired of the Giannis slander, man. It's not even Giannis slander. It's the people around Giannis slander. No, it's Giannis slander because you don't believe Giannis can bring those people to the playoffs and go to Guess the Guess what title. team has stopped Giannis? Guess what team has stopped Giannis every year in the playoffs? The Celtics. Uh, the Celtics, who don't even have a center, who haven't had a center in how many years, stop Giannis. Because they didn't have any defense. They got defense over the offseason. 
Drew Holiday is Drew Drew Holiday is one of the best defensive players in the league. Have you not heard Kevin? Yeah, but you're saying you're saying they don't got defense, but they have an MVP and a defensive player of the year on their team. That's one person. It's a team sport, isn't it? You're saying though that they don't have defense when the defensive player of the year is on their team. It's a team sport. You're saying though, the team with (laughs) defense wins the defensive. Like did Michael do it without Rodman? Rudy Gobert wins without... Defensive Player of the Year because the Jazz are great defensively. You can't Did say. Rodman do it without Pippen. What, Michael? No, Michael didn't do it without Pippen. We've had this debate okay. before. That's why I think LeBron's the goat is because Michael Jordan had Pippen. But I'm saying you can't say the Bucks didn't have defense when they're winning Defensive Player of the Year trophies for their guys. Yeah, that one might have been a very outlandish take for me. You know, I was just caught up in the moment. <laughs> So you go with your two because you're definitely not gonna like my two. I can definitely tell this is getting up. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't. You don't. You dislike this team. I feel like as if you know, but I mean, you may not. Um, this is just quite and simple. You know, I might just say one, one sentence and just let you go on your rebuttal. But Nets are winning the championship. No, no I, I, as... I definitely, I definitely don't disrespect that take at all because I think they're, if not the favorites, the second favorites. I think they're the favorites to win the championship, actually. In my, in my eyes, they're the favorites by a long mile. You know, shout out to LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, he just played his last game. You know, he retired um, because of the heart condition he has. But, you know, they has got to play Griffin. You know, they're still low on centers. They've got to play my man DeAndre Jordan. All NBA. You know, going, going against my man Giannis and, uh, and Joel Embiid. But, you know, I still got him. You can't, you can't beat a three-headed monster and James Harden and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I just think, you know, I in the beginning, on like I've said on your podcast, like I've said, oh, I don't think they have enough positions and all. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. They, you see how many times they've won and they almost took the first seed from the 76ers last night, but they lost. And that's without Kevin Durant. And it was a very close game, but. It was without Kevin Durant and James Harden. I watched that game. And the thing about the Nets that I think is severely overrated is – or underrated is even when Durant and Harden and Kyrie and Blake Griffin, you got those big names. But past that, you got some dogs on the bench that are ready to eat. They're hungry. They they were down 21 21 to the 76ers and took it tied ball game. You don't have like, nothing on the bench. Stop it. No. no, they don't got big names, but they got young legs that are hungry. No. They got young no. legs that are hungry. And now you're you're gonna need some young stars. You're not gonna need young legs. I mean, young I know legs. that the playoffs are all about big names, but I mean Bruce Brown, he's a good defensive piece. Yeah, Bruce Brown's decent. You got gonna lead him. Larry well, you got that Claxton. Claxton's decent. Claxton, Claxton's feeling clogging lanes. He ain't going to let Giannis just walk all over him. You got Shamit. Shamit knocked down a, a, a buck here, too. Here. It here. Um, I think I'm not sure what the source was, but um, who's their bench player? He played for them earlier in the season, but he got hurt. Supposed to be out for the rest of the season. I don't know what's up. Why? Robertson? No, no, no. Let me check. Let me look him up. I'm sorry, man. Oh, you're good. 
No, but I, I definitely don't disagree with that take. I think losing LaMarcus Aldridge is something, but I don't think it's everything. I think it's definitely losing a big defender that would help guard guys like Joel Embiid. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a possibility of Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, Dinwiddie? His name wrong. Coming back. There's That'd a possibility be good. That'd be that he good. come back. Now, if he's on the bench, if he's on the bench, there's no question they're winning the championship. That'd be a good pickup. That'd be uh, not a pickup, but a good, a good asset for them moving forward in the playoffs. All right. So for my number two, I can already feel you coming on me for this one. Outside of Damian Lillard and Steph Curry, you cannot name me a point guard that's doing better than Russell Westbrook this season. I'll give you. I'll give you a second. To, I'll give you a second. You got to match up with 21 points, 11 rebounds, and nearly 11 assists and triple doubles left and right. Sure, he doesn't have the defense of Ben Simmons, but outside of that 3-4 spot, what point guard matches up with him? Because I count Luka a 2. I I, I think Luka's a 2. I don't really count him as a true point guard. Luka shoots the ball too much to be a true point guard, a true point guard. All right. All right. So, with that outlandish statement, um, I'm going to try to keep my composure. You know, like I, I said, I gave my man uh, Russell Westbrook, I gave him his props. You know, he's been he's been great, you know, but uh, there's there's a lot more better players than him this season. And uh, right. it's hard for me to say. Just start uh, – I'll let you. I'll give you. I'll give you thirty seconds. Just start listing point guards out that are doing better than Russell Westbrook this year. Not named Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, because Kyrie, stat- Kyrie's missed twenty, thirty games this year. Kyrie definitely won. Um, his stats. And another guy. Another guy. Another so guy. Another guy. Me, another you're guy. Telling, you're telling me you would rather another have guy. Another guy that I have. Um, his stats might not be like Russell Westbrook, but his impact is huge. Chris Paul averaging 16 points, uh, five rebounds, and nine uh, assists. People right. could say that he is a um, MVP candidate because of what I'll, he does I'll for his you. teams. I have another one. My I'll last one. This is my last one. I'll give you Chris Paul. I'll give you Chris Luka Paul. Luka Doncic is a point guard because he play. he's a playmaker and he brings the ball up for the Mavericks. So there's no question. Those are three guys. If I get, if I had a little bit more time, I could tell you more so, people better than Russell Westbrook right now. So you would tell me, all right, so you're taking Chris Paul who has six points less than Westbrook and Five assists less than Russell Westbrook and two rebounds less than – or two yes. less and six rebounds. All right. Yes. We'll, we'll give you Chris Paul. I, I just don't see – I think Luka Doncic is a one by force. I think he's – I think on any other team he's a natural too. But, okay, so when we're talking about Kyrie Irving, would you rather have – all right, well, here, I'll, I'll do this. Would you have point guard A, 28 points, five rebounds, and six assists for 30 games, or would you have – Point guard B, 21 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists for 50 games. Because Kyrie misses every other night. Kyrie's missing. Kyrie Irving is a top guard in this league. No question. Top guard, yes. And when he plays, and when, when he plays, that's what. No, that's years ahead of Russell Westbrook. Does not matter. His, his liability is him missing games. That's but my argument. That, but does that matter to me as a, if I was a GM? No. Take your time off. 
I give you your time. We have like other players haven't done this. Yes, other players have not done this. But, you know, give this man his time. He comes back and he plays great for that Nets team. So that's all you got to do is just get prepared and be. Yeah, he comes back and he he averages six points more and six rebounds less and five assists less. Missing Westbrook is a stat pattern. He's great, but he's a stat pattern. How can you say he's a stat pattern when he wins? With triple doubles, he has a 70% win percentage. He doesn't win. They don't win. We talk about how bad the Wizards look at, are. Look at the about. other player. Look at the other players that so, I have listed. So is Except Bradley Luke, Beal, is Bradley Beal a stat pattern because he doesn't win? No, Bradley Beal just has points because he's on a bad team. Russell Westbrook is on the same team. <laughs> but Russell Westbrook's on a bad team too. That's what I'm saying. They're on the same. So he's bad a stat pattern. So just because. Just because Westbrook averages five more assists than Beal and five more rebounds than Beal makes him a stat pattern on the same bad team. I'm just trying to follow you, Eric. I'm trying to follow you. What are um, Chris Paul? They have uh, what are they? Chris Paul. The yeah, I, I can give Chris you. Chris Paul and the Suns are, I think, second in the West. Second in the really West, close yeah. to the Jazz. And but they uh, have um, Kyrie Irving and the Nets are second Kyrie in the Irvin. East. On a super team, on a stacked team. A Look stacked. at his stats. Yeah, I said it. Six rebounds less and five assists less. When healthy, when when on the floor, when not missing yeah, that, games that, for personal reasons. Whenever that's there's a hot take. That's whenever, a hot take. Whenever there's a bad have, happening, I mean, he's missing twenty games. Is he playing tonight? And he's healthy. He's healthy. Is he playing tomorrow? He just ain't playing. Like I, I want him to play. If, if he's playing, he's if he's playing. You should have put that as your number one. No, my number one. I feel strongly about my number one. Nikolai Jokic is not an MVP and not even the best best center or big man in the game. You got a guy in Philly who's the best center in the league in Joel Embiid, averaging four more points and just as many rebounds. With a defensive impact, Nikolai Jokic can't guard a chair if it stood right in front of him. I am speechless. I think yes, I think Nikolai Jokic. Yes. Yeah, I understand. You know, he doesn't do defense. He's basically a strictly offensive guy. But I think that's a liability when we go into the playoffs. Twenty-six points, eleven rebounds, and nine. Nine, nine assists from a center. That's probably something we've never seen done. Except for Wilt when he averaged 10 just because he wanted to. Yeah, but you got Joel Embiid with 30, 11, and 3. Yeah, the assists are down. The assists are down. But he's guard. He's playing defense. He's shutting now, people down. Let me let me explain. I agree with you saying that. Jokic not Jokic is not better than Embiid. Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Last year, Jokic was better than Embiid, in my opinion. But this year, Embiid's on another level. But no question, no question, um, he is on the MVP ladder. No question. On the no MVP question. ladder, I, on the MVP ladder, and is the MVP because he's looking like he's gonna win it, which I think going down this home stretch with Jamal Murray, I think is gonna tell a lot of how legit Jokic really is, but I just don't see – I don't think he – 
with a guy I'm talking to that values offense just as much as defense. And you're like, I'm just saying, I don't think, I think, in all, and now you're going to get really upset with me. I think I would rather healthy to healthy, like healthy to healthy. I'd take Anthony Davis over Joel or over Nikolai Jokic. I would take Anthony Davis. No question. No question. So I'm saying with Joel Embiid and AD healthy, I think they're better than Nikolai Jokic. Yeah, that, that's no question. You know, AD, when he's healthy, he's yeah. um he's top 10 player in the league. Yeah, that's what and I'm he's and he's top 10 on defense and offense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The defensive presence separates guys like Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid from Nikolai Jokic. Now, what he does with the ball on the offensive side is special, but I just – I don't know, man. I, I just – I don't yeah. I don't like Jokic. I'll be honest. I don't really like his play style either. I I think, like like I said, like I've said on this pod multiple times, it is all, it is all you value. Yes, I value players who play both sides of the ball. But like I've said, I love to see when guys can be the playmaker. And he's the playmaker at the center position. And like I was going to say, the Nuggets, um, without Jamal Murray, that's a big hit. But they still have a playmaker in Jokic. So I think they will slip down in the in the rankings a little bit. But I don't think they're going to be a big of, you know, possibly, but with Jamal Murray and um and Gordon, they were a championship. They they look low key looked like a championship team, but with all Jamal Murray, no, no. They're, That's what I'm this these this Jamal Murray is going to be a this Jamal Murray injury. A praise up, I hope he comes back. It looking like we're going to see him next year, but it's going to be a real test to see if Jokic can. Do the show, you know. What I mean, he's got Aaron Gordon beside him, so he ain't left high and dry. So I don't think we should make that many excuses for him. But definitely, definitely, I'm not a Jokic guy. I, I never have been, and I never will. It'll take a lot for me to be a Jokic guy. But what's your hottest take? Oh, you're gonna hate it. Oh, oh, I've been waiting all day to say this, Joel and B is the MVP, and LeBron James is not. Well, no, he's hurt. Well, no, he's hurt. Let me, let me, let me, let me explain, all right? So, you know, coming into the All-Star break, everybody, including you, mm-hmm. including you, said LeBron is the MVP. And don't give me the logic that LeBron James is hurt because Joel Embiid was hurt, and he's just coming back from his injury. Now, let's look at the season stats. Player one, 25, 8, and 8. He's been averaging it all his career. You know, oh, he's 36. Yeah, he's 36, but he's been averaging the same thing his whole career. Player B, 30, 11, and 3 on 51% on shooting. And the 76ers have the number one team in the East. You know, no question, Joel Embiid is the MVP. And LeBron, he's just not going to have another one. Yeah, I think LeBron's uh, MVP time is over. I think he will legit. I think he could legit one one uh, this season. Um, really, for sure. I think if he stayed healthy, he would be up at that top ladder. But the way these journalists are looking at uh, Jokic, uh, I don't see anyone else winning above him. I think and I think Embiid should win the MVP now. That Philly's number one, and LA, the Lakers have slipped. Um, do you know who I actually wish will win the MVP? And I don't 
I don't think they would ever give them to him. But here's three names that I want to win the MVP in the West over Jokic. And I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's three players All that right. I, don't, I don't know if they're more deserving, but I definitely want to win. There's three players in the West. All right, three players. Number one, Stephen Curry. Number two, Damian Lillard. Number three. You you said his name so far. So I said I said one or you two? said you said two out of three. You said two oh, out of three. Dang. But you've said his name so far in the podcast. The third one. Jokic. I wouldn't mind Chris Paul winning his first MVP over yeah. Jokic. I wouldn't yeah. mind, but like Dame Dalla, that 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 stuff's legit this year. It has been legit, but Steph Curry, I would I would be a fan of Steph Curry winning an MVP this year. He's not though, man. No, nah. he's not. He has a horrible team. Yeah, he has a he has an abysmal team. Beside, you know, Draymond Green doing decent, and uh, the rookie, I think he's just out for the rest of the season with an injury. Wiseman, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that team is horrible. Yeah, but LeBron's done more with less. LeBron's done more with less, so you can't you can't even get me on that argument. Actually, or here I'll I'll give you this discussion. Uh, me and my roommate that we were talking about, and we he popped up the question that Steph Curry was going to be a top five player when it's all said and done. And my argument was definitely top ten for sure, like no doubt about it. I was like, but top five, you're getting into some big names, like. Um, you're talking about you're talking about guys match up against Jordan, LeBron, Kareem. I think Magic is top five. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to scratch top five. In my well, opinion, he's he's top twenty. In my right now, he's top twenty on I think on my list. But at the end of his career, he'll at least get to ten, at least. Yeah, he's scratching top ten. But if he if he keeps you know Stephen Curry and Stephen Curry and doing Stephen Curry and Stephen Curry and he's gonna he may scratch six but my I feel like my top ten might not be touched for a few years. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll close the show out with we missed the trade deadline. Actually, we we didn't haven't done a show since. So how I'm just gonna give you a couple fast. Uh, I want your opinions on some stuff. Isaiah Thomas coming back to the league. I mean, it's nice. Good, bad. It's, it's it's okay. You know, it's nice to see him back in a uniform. I'll say, obviously, he ain't the same Isaiah Thomas, but yeah, definitely not. Uh, Boston Celtics have uh, interest in him. I saw a report. Um, I think Zion is talking about the Celtics or is talking about the Pelicans. I think Zion's legit for sure. For I like, I I was on the fence. Like, I know the hype's here. And I was on. Uh, I was a big Zion guy going into the league, but now, like for sure, I'm. I'm he's, a, he's a monster, and he's only six foot six. He's a yeah. monster in that. It's a Barkley. It's a Barkley two point Yeah, I feel like this might be a hot take itself. If he was uh, Shaq's height at seven foot, a Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. And he can dribble the ball too. And he doesn't have a. He has a little bad. He has a little hitch in his jumper, but it's not. It's not center bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's – it can do. For being a power forward, it can do. Um, talking about the Blazers, we talked about earlier. How you feel about Damian Lillard, uh, how he's been playing so far? Mr. Dame Dalla, 
need to know his name. He's probably going to re- reciprocate the energy that he's been receiving. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. Probably one of the only journalists that has given this man his props right now. He's doing his thing in Portland. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. He's he's a he's a bucket, no question. And then how do you feel about that trade? Uh, the Blazers acquired Norman Powell to give up Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Speaking of the house that I live in, me and my roommate, um, we're not too fond of the trade. We thought that the Blazers should have kept Rodney Hood being a good piece. And we think I think Gary Trent is a better fit in that rotation than Norman Powell is. But I guess they're going to have to do for now. That's an awful trade, in my opinion. That is awful. You know, Hood was pretty decent. And I really like Trent Jr. I really mm-hmm. liked him coming off the bench and watching him play um, versus the Lakers last year in the playoffs. I thought he did a pretty decent job on guarding LeBron James, too. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe a maybe an interim fan club uh, for Gary Trent Jr., but I think that was a horrible trade, no question. Yeah, especially when you're talking about Rodney Hood. He's a dude who has – NBA Finals experience with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He has a lot of NBA playoff experience. So you're just giving that dude away as basically a throwaway piece for the Gary Trent Norman Powell trade. I don't know if I would have done that if I was the Blazers. Uh, any closing remarks for today's episode? Um, um, I'm starting a uh, K Cunningham fan club to the OKC Thunder. You know, if he does not come to the Thunder, I said we riot. Um, Presty, you got some. You, Presty, I say you, um, you bench Shagigus Alexander for the rest of the season. Let's get this man, Kate Cunningham. You know, he's he's going to be one of the best prospects in the draft, in my opinion. Let's get this man. Let's go. Oh, Thunder up. You got, do you got a team? If for y'all who don't know, Eric lives in Virginia, which is one of these states that does not have an NBA team. So, who's like your team? Because I'm from Cleveland. But I'm from a city by Cleveland, but obviously I don't root for the Cavaliers. I'm, I root for the Cavaliers to do good, but we all know how the Cleveland is. So, I mean, I'm, I am follow Russell Westbrook and LeBron James wherever they go. So who do you, like, root for, root for? Sadly, you know, a lot of people that live in my family root for this team, and I will never in my life root for this team. A lot of guys and uh, family members even root for the Washington Redskins. And I will never root for them. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan till I die. Um, also, shout out to the Thunder, as you said. And uh, Virginia, that's another shout out. Shout out to Virginia, man. Y'all need to get us a team. We were supposed to have the Sarah, uh, we were supposed to have the Kings a while ago, but uh, the deal fell through and all the other stuff happened. You know, Sacramento Kings, if you ever want to do that again, shout out to Virginia. Let's, do, let's, get, let's make that happen. We never talked about this, actually. So, University of Virginia, do you follow their football team at all? Um, I'm more of a hokey, hokey guy. More of a hokey. Actually, the University of Virginia, their quarterback, uh, Brennan Armstrong, the lefty, literally his high school is 15 minutes away from mine. Like we've been around him. He's hung out with us a couple times. I got boys who used to grow up with him. So I, that's a cool connection. But yeah, I totally forgot about that. That just came up in my head. That like that connection. But yeah, definitely. We- we're not we're not uh, Wahoo Wise over here. We're we're Hokies. Hokies. All right. A good video idea that I thought about doing. Our next video is NBA duos. Uh, if you guys got any ideas of what me and Eric should do on my podcast or his podcast, let us know. That's all for uh, uh, that's all I got today, Eric. Um, I'm glad you can come out and do this again, man. It's always fun talking with you.
Yeah, man, definitely. All right. See you guys later.